Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. Welcome to News Without Ink. I'm Scott Sewell, Assistant Sports Editor here at the Sumter Item, and I'm joined today by Bruce Mills, our excellent veteran reporter, and we're excited to get you caught up on the week that was in Sumter, Clarendon, and Lee County News and get you ready for the upcoming week. News Without Ink and all the podcasts here on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactured bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. All right, Bruce, uh, welcome today. It's great to have you. You and I share one big thing in common, and that's that we've both worked in sports information at colleges or universities, which means we've both been criminally underpaid and overworked at some point in our lives. So before we jump into today, talk a little bit about your life as, a, as an SID. Uh, you were at Florida, right? Yeah. How'd yeah. That, how did that go for you back then? Well, I, I started at a smaller school, East Carolina uh, University mm-hmm. in Greenville, North Carolina, and then... I uh, took a position at Florida uh, with the um, with the Florida Gators in their athletic department. Uh, that was about 20 years ago now, and um, I w- it was a one-year assistantship, and, and I decided, uh, much like you just said, that uh, <laughs> overwork and underpaid, and uh, I wanted to branch out into, into something a little different. Um, I, I do find it interesting with that that um, uh, I was there when Steve Spurrier was oh, the okay. coach there, and then a little later I was in the D.C. area, and then he, he became the coach <laughs> of the Redskins, and then I moved to Sumter in the early 2000s, and he moved down to Columbia to take over the Gamecocks. So I kind of said uh, Spurrier was following me around really uh, for, for a while there. So he's back uh, he's back in his homeland now, I guess, of Florida and and having a good time. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't mean you're about to follow him. <laughs> we, we need you here. Uh, yeah, uh, I had the same experience. What, what sports did you cover at Florida? I covered, well, everybody had to cover uh, football. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, full operation there, all hands on deck. Uh, helped out with men's basketball, uh, a little bit with baseball. My specific sports were smaller sports, um, uh, men swimming and diving, golf, uh, smaller sports like that. Um, but at, at an institution of that size, an athletic department of that size, even even the content and everything that's produced for those smaller sports is um, is an extreme high level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then obviously the content that's produced for the major revenue sports such as football and basketball are. Um, beyond what many people uh, may imagine. So um, so we had, I worked at a small SID office at East Carolina and then a lot larger SID office at the University of Florida. And I kind of said there was no difference. Uh, it was a lot of work, whether it was a, a three-man crew or a 13-person crew. 
That's uh, that, that was that's so depressing for me to hear uh, as someone that was only at a small school, and I just envisioned, oh, if I get to a big school one day, it's going to get easier. You know, I'm not going to have 27 sports to cover. I'll just I can focus on two or three. But uh, it sounds like the reality is just wherever you're at, it's going to be 60 to 80 hour work week for. Uh, very little money. <laughs> yeah, and and that was good for me to to get to experience that that full spectrum, both on the small and the large scale, and see um, not much was different. <laughs> All right, well, good to have Bruce with us today. Uh, we're just nine days away from Halloween, and Bruce is shortly going to tell you about a fun sip and scream event uh, later in the podcast. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a defensive driving class that Bruce set in on at Lakewood High. Uh, there was a big award given to one of our local schools. Uh, we'll talk about a cold case that Sumter Police are seeking for your help on and the item's 125th anniversary. We just had that last week. Um, and then make National Make a Difference Day. Uh, we're going to start, though, with a story that we've uh, covered already too many times in just three episodes of this podcast, and that's another shooting here uh, this summer. Uh, far too many of them here in Sumter so far this summer. This one's a little different, though. Uh, Bruce, what do we know at this point about yesterday's shooting? Uh, it was at two locations. I know it ended at uh, Palmetto Tire and Auto. Yes, uh, it started at about 7.30 a.m., uh, active shooter situation at an area apartment complex. And in a span of 15 minutes, um, we had the active shooter situation start at the apartment complex and then a couple miles down the road on Broad Street in the center of town at Pimento Tire and Alto, as you said. Those were all in a span of 15 minutes. And then about five minutes later, uh, fortunately, authorities uh, detained and took into custody uh, the suspect, um, Ozzie Mooneyham, uh, 25. And um, he was charged last night, um, or we found out in a news press conference um, that the item sat in on that he was charged with seven counts of attempted murder, and um, and it was an act of violence. And uh, but officials are saying that it's not gang related, which makes it a little different from um, mm -hmm. some of the things we've had in previous months here in Sumter. And luckily so far, it sounds like there we've had injured but no deaths, which also makes it different uh, than, than what we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fortunately, a, um, at the apartment complex, from what I understand, a former deputy, former law enforcement officer, was on the scene. He lives in that apartment complex and was able to do the right thing and contact officials. Um, and uh, we were able to detain this person within 20 minutes um, versus potentially even worse consequences. Yeah, it sounds like a story that could have uh, could have gotten a lot worse. So. Uh, good, good to hear so far. Again, just just injured, but also uh, you know keep those people in your thoughts uh, as we move forward through this. Um, all right, the next story we have is uh, the Sumter item. Uh, here we we 125 years, uh, our 125 year anniversary just last week. We had a little event for it downtown. Uh, you may have read some articles in the paper. Uh, I I. 
especially loved an article written by um, a little posting uh, from our publisher, Vince uh, Vince Johnson. I'm just going to read one little paragraph of that that I thought was uh, uh, really, really good. And it's basically just, it, it's not important that you agree with every word we ever publish, every headline we ever write, every video or podcast we ever record. What is important is that we're here, we're here for Sumter, and we're here for you. And that's obviously something that's been, uh, been true for, you know, 125 years uh, that, um uh, that Sumter has been here, been part of the uh, the community, and it's important. Uh, he he writes uh, in that article, which is kind of a a um, defense of local journalism, a uh, 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 celebration of local journalism. I think um, uh, of the importance of of our involvement in the community and your relationship to us uh, as the as the reader, the listener, the watcher. Um, so I just thought that was a great uh, a great little story. Uh, Bruce, what did what did you take from uh, sort of the the whole events? Uh, I don't know if you were able to attend the uh, the celebration there on I think it was Wednesday and and everything that went along with it. Uh, no, I was unable to attend, but I did watch a Sumter Today episode oh, okay, yeah, yeah. on on the event. We actually did two Sumter Today episodes uh, last week related to the 125th uh, anniversary celebration on October 15th, and um, I, I thought the things that Vince said as well in um, one of the Sumter Today episodes as well as what he wrote <clears throat> in his piece um, on Tuesday were, were very well said um, that the creation of local news content um, means more citizens can participate in local government, more people attend local events, less corruption occurs with um, uh, taxpayers' dollars, and it really does um, improve quality of life. And uh, really, um, we're here for Sumter, and it's nice that the community, in turn, is is there for us with their uh, support, um, uh, reading our newspaper, and um, and various sponsorships, et cetera. And um, so it's a mutual mutual gift. And then so the, the next story we had on the list we wanted to go over was uh, we had a local middle school that got a really big honor um, here in the state. Bruce, talk about, uh, talk about Hillcrest and that, uh, that big uh, bit of recognition they received last week. Yeah, this was middle last week on um, – on Wednesday, and then we ran it in our weekend edition, um, Hillcrest Middle School in Dazelle on the Hill, as they say, <laughs> in Sumter County, um, was one of about 20% of schools across the state uh, to receive a Palmetto Gold or Palmetto Silver Award for academic achievement. And um, like I said, uh, it's only about 20% of schools receive it. Uh, they were the only school in Sumter County to receive it. And they've had excellent um, report card ratings the last two years, which is really a tribute and a testament to, to their hard work, consistency, uh, leadership, uh, using data uh, in the classroom and uh, proper incentives for students and just the full gamut. And actually, it's been the last two years that they've received excellent uh, overall ratings on the school report cards. And uh, the way the district did the event was, was pretty neat. We often hear of how schools surprise and reward students with recognition with their achievements. The uh, district administration, including uh, superintendent, 
Penelope Martin-Knox and her chief of schools, uh, Brenda Hafner. They both uh, came to a faculty meeting in the afternoon, and uh, the staff and faculty at Hillcrest Middle knew that they were going to attend, but did not know that they were going to recognize them with their official banner uh, for their Palmetto Silver Award. So um, teachers said of the event that it really felt good and it modeled sort of what they try to do with students. And to see that from the top down was uh, was really refreshing and nice. And um, uh, let's hope that next year um, Hillcrest Middle can continue um, in their uh, pursuit of excellence and, and potentially we can have another school um, next year uh, make uh, – Palmetto gold or silver. I uh, I really enjoyed one quote in that piece from uh, from one of the teachers there, uh, where he, he said, "We work hard to have good relationships with one another. We meet weekly and actually discuss concerns we have and share strategies that we could use in our classroom to help students do better. We also talk about some things that might be uncomfortable, where someone could be lacking in an area, and how we can support them and build them up. And I, I've worked for a lot of companies over time, a lot of big companies, small companies, and that's definitely a hallmark of of the most successful companies that I've worked at." Is places where you have the freedom uh, to sort of voice concerns and to uh, have uncomfortable conversations uh, when you have the, when you've built that kind of relationship it, it, uh, it definitely feeds throughout the entire organization company whatever um, institution in this instance and uh, and really helps produce a, a healthy environment so you can see just in that quote I think is really indicative of how they're able to achieve that ranking and be the only one in this in this area that did. Absolutely, absolutely. They were the only school in the uh, in three county region to receive a Palmetto Silver or Gold Award, and uh, yet asking the tough questions is is sometimes uh, very important to to get to the bottom line. And uh, they certainly seem to be doing right things right out there at Hillcrest Middle. And it was their second year in a row, is that right? Second year yeah. in a row for an excellent overall rating. First time that they had received the um, the Palmetto Silver Award. Gotcha. That's great. Uh, all right. So what is uh, what do we got next? That is a cold case. So. Uh, yeah, we, we heard about this earlier in the week last week. The Sumter police are looking for uh, help um, as they try to close a cold case from about 10 years ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. From uh, 2008, um, an older gentleman, uh, Charles Way, died of a single gunshot wound to the abdomen. And um, the sheriff's office is sort of piecing together the case. And... Um, and think they have zeroed in that it may be sort of um, personal in nature, uh, this this crime, uh, given the fact that there were no signs of a struggle inside his residence. Um, um, Way's family said he wouldn't have answered the door uh, without a shirt on unless there was an emergency or he knew the person, and he was found shirtless. And... Um, uh, really, this newest push of information, um, Sheriff Dennis said, is is an effort to really bring closure to the case for the family. And um, uh, Dennis was quoted as saying, uh, I'm still confident, especially with this new information, that we can make an arrest. It's time to give the family closure. And so um, 11-year-old case, um, 
for sure that's something we want to um, finalize and authorities want to do that. And they ask anyone with information on the death of uh, Charles Way, whether it involves the events before or after the incident, to call the sheriff's office at um, 803-436-2040 or Crime Stoppers at 188-CRIME-SC. And callers can remain anonymous. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So th- yeah, that sounds like uh, sounds like they're getting closer, and they just need your help. Uh, again, Bruce uh, Bruce gave you the contact information there. If you need it again, you can just uh, press the, the rewind button there, hit the back fifteen second button, and uh, and write that down um, if you can help out at all. Okay. So now we're going to uh, start looking forward a bit to some events coming up. One of them sounds really interesting to me. I need to tell my wife about. It's the Sip and Scream, which is a uh, uh, wine tasting event uh, throughout downtown Sumter here. And uh, one of the one of the notes I, I enjoyed from was that all proceeds from the events will support services provided to senior adults, including home delivered meals, transportation, home care, and senior uh, senior center activities. Uh, so you know if you uh, you're going to be uh, drinking wine anyway, why not do it and help some people out? Bruce, tell, tell us a little bit more about this event. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there and uh, it's an opportunity for people to have fun and also win-win to help a local nonprofit Um, and that'll be on November 1st which is not this Friday but uh, the Friday after Halloween which is um, so that'll be November 1st and it will feature uh, 28 wines and live music all across downtown Sumter at various venues and businesses and um, I think uh, I think Sumter Senior Services said this has been their most popular fundraiser, yeah, and it was renamed in years past. It was called Sip and Stroll. Last year they did sort of a Halloween theme, changed the name to Sip and Scream, and they're going to continue that with that this year as it was so successful last year. What's the What's the Halloween or Scream element to it? Is it people dress up and drink wine? Is it uh, the path that they go through is Halloween decorated? How's that work? I, I think people are advised to uh, wear okay. Halloween costumes for sure, and I'm sure some of the businesses and, and vendors will be out there in their in their Halloween best as well um, for the festivities. Great, yeah. Friday, that Friday's shaping up to be really great. There's, uh, uh, as the assistant sports editor here, I feel obliged to tell you there's some great football going on in Sumter uh, that uh, that night as well, including uh, Crestwood against Lakewood to, to end the season. So uh, that could be a fun Friday uh, for uh, for anybody uh, looking to get out. All right, and the last thing we are looking at is uh, coming up, we've got uh, Make a Difference Day, and uh, a great piece uh, from Ivy Moore, uh, one of our features uh, writers here. Uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, what, what she recommends there um, for the Sumter area. Well, it's actually, um, yeah, Make a Difference Day, which is a national day recognized on the calendar. And it's sort of a national community day where you can um, be involved and, and help spruce up your, your local community. And um, a few different events are available that day. Um, one is going to be Sumter Super Saturday Cleanup Spruce Up Campaign, uh, which encourages volunteers to clean up their own property or select a street, park, neighborhood to clean and beautify. 
and um, involve kids as well uh, to help them learn some of those values. And they really encourage people to go out in teams, whether it be um, area churches, uh, colleges, um, schools, uh, business and industry, and and to go out in teams and um, more can be accomplished and that sort of thing. And um, also the... um, they encourage people to potentially pick up at uh, business and industrial sites in town uh, since, um, since those are areas at times that can, can have a lot of litter and that sort of thing, and those businesses really don't want that. They're trying to promote um, positive experiences as best as possible. And also, churches on uh, Make a Difference Day, which is this Saturday, the 26th, will also be... Um, visiting uh, area nursing homes and outreach uh, to elderly. And, um, uh, and uh, a lot of area churches, youth groups, will be uh, visiting residents at long-term care facilities and shut-ins. And then um, Sumter volunteers suggest taking flowers, uh, fruit basket, um, balloons, small gifts, that sort of thing, and even potentially helping the elderly with yard work and, and those sorts of things. Perfect. All right. Thanks. Uh, big thanks to Bruce for uh, for coming in this week and uh, and going through some of the headlines from last week, getting us ready for the week uh, that's coming up. Uh, don't forget News Without Ink and all of the podcasts on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean condition environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week uh, getting you caught up, as always, on the week that was and getting you ready for the, the upcoming week. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks.